the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I am Seth Liebson, and welcome back. Thursday, June 16th, 2022. I always debate what I want to open the show with. I'll do my monologue at the top of the third hour um, at 5 o'clock. But uh, so uh, it's always what, what kind of news story is it that – and I'm debating between two. I'll just go with this one because I really don't think you're going to see – much about this anywhere else. Let's try an experiment. How many attacks on pro-life pregnancy centers and churches have taken place in the past three weeks in response to the leaked Dobbs opinion from the Supreme Court? How many? How many attacks on pro-life pregnancy centers? I'm talking about fire bombings. I'm talking about violence. I'm talking about smashed windows. I'm talking about serious crime. How many? 50 is the answer. Did you know that? 50. Senator Tom Cotton said today that U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland should resign over the Biden administration Justice Department's inaction on the 50 attacks on pro-life pregnancy centers and churches in recent weeks purportedly carried out by a group called Jane's Revenge. Are you familiar with the group called Jane's Revenge? Fox News reports that the pro-abortion radical group dubbed Jane's Revenge that has claimed responsibility for various arson attacks and vandalism since the leak of the draft opinion on the Dobbs case published a new letter on Tuesday declaring open season on pro-life pregnancy centers. The letter spoke of a supposed 30-day deadline that they created for all pro-life groups to cease operations. Cease operations. I have a copy of that letter. It's long. I'll just read you some of it. Your 30 days expired yesterday. This would be Monday. This was written on Tuesday. We offered you an honorable way out. This is an open letter to pro-life churches and pregnancy centers. We offered an honor crisis pregnancy says we offered an honorable way out. You could have walked away. Now the leash is off and we will make it as hard as possible for your campaign of oppression to continue. Campaign of oppression to continue. Sounds a little bit like Chuck Schumer speaking about inheriting the whirlwind and reaping the whirlwind, doesn't it? We have demonstrated in the past month how easy and fun it is to attack. These are terrorists. This is bloodlust. This is homicidal fantasy, folks. We have demonstrated in the past month how easy and fun it is to attack. We are versatile. We are mercurial. And we answer to no one but ourselves. It almost sounds like some kind of odd skit from Monty Python about the Spanish Inquisition, except it's deadly serious. We answer to no one. But ourselves, we promise to take increasingly drastic measures against oppressive infrastructures. Rest assured that we will. 
And those measures may not come in the form of something so easily cleaned up as fire and graffiti. Now we're really in Chuck Schumer territory. May I repeat that to you? The measures we take will not come in the form of something so easily cleaned up as fire and graffiti. Sometimes you will see what we do and you will know that it is us. Sometimes you will think you merely are unlucky because you cannot see the ways which we interfere in your affairs. But your pointless attempts to control others and make life more difficult will not be met passively. Make life more difficult by making sure children are born. Eventually, your insurance companies and your financial backers will realize you are a bad investment. From here forward, any anti-choice, any anti-choice group who closes their doors and stops operating will no longer be a target. This is a blackmail violent threat. But until you do, it's open season. Open season. It's open season, and we know where your operations are. The infrastructure of the enslavers will not survive. We will never stop, back down, slow down, or retreat. We did not want this, but it is upon us, and so we must deal with it proportionally. We exist in confluence and solidarity with all others in the struggle for complete liberation. Our recourse now is to defend ourselves and build robust, caring communities of mutual aid so that we may heal ourselves without the need of the medical industry or any other intermediary. Through attacking, we find joy, courage, and strip the veneer of impenetrability held by these violent institutions. I can guarantee you, folks, guarantee you, if one One school board member, never mind a group, never mind one speaking on behalf of a group, never mind one with the name, one school board member no one has ever heard of issued a statement like this against school districts teaching critical race theory or gender transition. I can guarantee you cuffs would have been on that person within 12 hours. I guarantee it. Never mind after a chain of 50 events showing how serious they were. That, by the way, you don't know about because the media will not cover it. Because only the conservatives and the Republicans are the violent ones, don't you know? By the way, just we'll come back to this in a moment. You know, we had the impeachment hearing on Donald Trump over January 6th. There were two, remember, two impeachments. The second one, as he was leaving office, was over January 6th. It involved hearings. It involved investigations. We then had the January 6th committee hearings, which started over a year ago. And we're now in another round of January 6th hearings. The big one, the first big one of this new round, season two, if you will, or maybe it's season three, if you consider the impeachment investigation as well. Season three began exactly a week ago on live primetime television, right? Right? All that. My question, what new have you learned? All of that, what have you learned? And what is the nexus, what is the connection that has been discovered or unearthed that takes it to Donald Trump? The answer is zero, null set, none, none. All of that Sturm and Drang to produce nothing. There's an old Ovid line that uh, William Rehnquist was fond of using, saying uh, the mountains have rumbled and produced a mouse. There's not even a mouse here. Not even a mouse in connection to Donald Trump and inspiring or inciting 
the violence that took place on January 6th. Here we have a series of 50 bombings, cases of vandalism, an attack on pro-life centers who are being attacked for their very legal actions as well as their protected legal activity. And the Justice Department is doing nothing about it. Zero. It's doing as much about it as it is doing about the protests, illegal protests, in front of conservative Supreme Court justices' homes. Congress passed a law, excuse me, passed a bill. Congress passed a bill earlier this week to add to the protections of the Supreme Court members' families, to give the Supreme Court members' families the same protections Congress gets. It wasn't unanimous. 27 congressmen voted against it, all Democrat. You think they care about protecting our institutions? You think they care about protecting our civil liberties? And by our, I just mean Americans generally. Or do you think they only care about protecting the civil liberties and our safety based on viewpoint and opinion? And we're supposed to be a country of laws? That's no law. That's true tyranny. I almost hate having an argument that begins with, can you imagine if? It's the shoe on the other foot test, as Alan Dershowitz calls it. And it's not too helpful here. You know why? You cannot imagine it if it were the other way around. You could not imagine Republicans washing their hands of these things if they were taking place. In the past, if there were an abortion center that was targeted for violence, and there have been some, you couldn't slow down any pro-life leader to get to a microphone to denounce it in the most strenuous of terms. The most strenuous of terms. We used to say we're in a war against terrorism. That long ago ended. Now I don't think we even understand what terrorism is anymore. It's just legitimate peaceful or mostly peaceful protesting. Other word for that, anarchy. 602-508-0960. I'm Seth. We'll be right back. Portions of the show are brought to you by the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group. Midas Gold has intel that you will want. They have in their crosshairs a concern about economic flattening of historic proportions that will commence this year. Time is of the essence to protect your investment. Call Midas Gold Group to find out what they've analyzed and put together. See if precious metals might be something you need to protect yourselves. They'll be honest with you. MidasGoldGroup.com. That's MidasGoldGroup.com. Trust the only precious metals dealer that Seb Gorka, I, and thousands of you already trust. I own gold and silver from Midas Gold Group. You can too. MidasGoldGroup.com. I had mentioned I wasn't sure how to open the show with what story I was vacillating between two. Let me give you the second and thank James Bovard in the New York Post for bringing it to us. 
You remember uh, how often people would cite, I think it was the Washington Post, something like an agglomeration of 3,000-plus lies Donald Trump told? The 3,000 lies Donald Trump told. They had a database over at the Washington Post. They probably still do. I haven't looked at it. 3,000 and counting lies Donald Trump told. And you look at them, and it's, I mean, it is, it's, you know, <laughs> okay, the size of his inauguration crowd. Okay. You do expect presidents to do a little bit of that here and there. What you don't expect is for them to lie to the American people about things that matter, about things that matter. And the Washington Post is not, and CNN is not, and the New York Times is not, and MSNBC is not counting the daily whoppers we get from this administration. James Bovard did one speech of Joe Biden's. It was the speech we spoke about yesterday. It was the speech that President Biden gave on Tuesday in Philadelphia to the AFL-CIO on the economy. Inflation is the bane of our existence, President Biden told talk show host Jimmy Kimmel last week. Unfortunately, he was referring to inflation's effect on presidential approval ratings, not the plight of average Americans brutalized to pay for gas and groceries. The president's speech Tuesday to the AFL-CIO was another Team Biden pity party, but hard facts were not permitted to interrupt. Here's what a real fact checker would do. They do what Joe, Bo- what uh, what uh, excuse me, what James Bovard did. Biden boasted that quote he put America in a position to tackle the worldwide problem that's worse everywhere but here: inflation. Inflation is worse everywhere but here. Joe Biden said, "Pretty good talking point, if true." James Bovard says Biden's speechwriters must have been using Common Core math. That makes all bad numbers vanish. Inflation is 8.6% in America. It's 5.4% in South Korea. It's 5.1% in Australia. It's two full points lower in Canada, just to the north of us. We could go on and on. It's simply not true that America's inflation is less bad than everywhere else in the world. It's just not true. Biden blamed Russian President Vladimir Putin for price hikes here in America. Not the first time. Reality. National Public Radio reported earlier this year that between 2019 and 2021, the U.S. saw one of the biggest inflation rate increases in the world, behind only Brazil and Turkey. Inflation had increased fourfold under Biden, reaching 7% before Russia invaded Ukraine. It increased fourfold under Biden, reaching 7%, about a point and a half less than what it is before Russia invaded Ukraine. Wholesale price inflation last month was 11%, signaling worse times for U.S. consumers. Joe Biden claimed on Wednesday that U.S. oil companies are making excessive profits. He ordered them to take immediate actions to increase the supply of gasoline and diesel fuel. In reality, it's Biden's own policies that have disrupted the energy markets. The American Petroleum Institute issued a list of 10 steps Biden could take to reduce supply disruptions, including ending obstruction of permitting on natural gas projects, lifting development restrictions on federal lands and waters, 
and ending tariffs. Biden apparently thinks the public raving can restore confidence in leadership. He literally screamed at the AFL-CIO audience, I don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending. We're changing people's lives. Federal Reserve analysts estimated that Biden's deluge of federal handouts added 3% to the inflation rate by late last year. Instead of the 7% before Russia invaded Ukraine, you could have had 4%. Federal Reserve has boosted the money supply by 40% since the start of the pandemic, helping fuel price surges across the board. The president told the AFL-CIO he wants to fight inflation by offering new subsidies for child care. In Chicago, Biden said it costs you twelve to $14,000 a month for child care. Twelve to $14,000 a month for child care. Does that include limousine service? The reality is that the White House press office silently corrected that transcript, adding year to the word month. But it couldn't fix the logic that a deluge of new federal handouts would miraculously lower prices. Can you imagine fourteen to $16,000 a month for child care that Joe Biden said? A month. He said a month. Perhaps the biggest howler in Biden's speech was his plan to fight U.S. food price hikes by building temporary grain silos in western Ukraine and eastern Poland to facilitate wheat exports. Reality? Diddling with silos will be too little too late for consumers in America or anywhere beyond Europe. Pathetic talking points and presidential speeches are no substitute for bread. Biden bragged about cutting the federal deficit by almost $2 trillion in his first two years. That is almost entirely because the 2020 baseline was a tsunami of deficit spending tied to the pandemic. The CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, predicts deficits averaging $1.6 trillion per year from 2023 to 2032, concluding with the highest ratio of federal debt to GDP in American history. Yet in the sense they're lying to you, not just recklessly and deliberately, but with reckless and deliberate abandon, Biden claimed he created the greatest job recovery in American history. He said, since I've become president, we've created 8.7 million new jobs in 16 months. Does it count as a new job if it was created solely because politicians ceased prohibiting people from going to work? Almost all of Biden's success story is simply jobs returning from the pandemic shutdowns and disruptions. Nationwide employment this year will be roughly the same level as 2019. I have more. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the uh, Seth Leapson Show. I am Seth. I'm going through the fact check that James Bovard did on Joe Biden's economy speech to the AFL-CIO this week. Biden boasted, quote, we opened schools and businesses that were shuttered. In reality, it was the teachers unions that did more than anyone else to keep schools closed. And those unions have been an arm of the Democratic Party for decades decades democratic governors were far more aggressive in locking down these state economies and the biden administration allowed the teachers unions to write the cdc guidelines on keeping schools closed biden portrayed his covid policies as part of his economic 
success story. Quote, we brought down COVID deaths by 90 percent, he said. We brought down COVID deaths by 90 percent. It's a hell of a claim. Think about what they say Donald Trump lied about and misinformed about when it came to COVID. More than 600,000 people have died from COVID since Biden became president. 50% more than died during the Trump administration. 50% more than died during the Trump administration. And this with vaccines. CDC was reporting more than 1 million new COVID cases a day in January. Biden had better hurry with his latest COVID victory lap since the White House forecasts up to 100 million new COVID cases coming this fall and winter. How the heck he even gets to a number like that reduced it. It just there there is no math behind it whatsoever. But, you know, you can you can just say things now. They don't matter. You can just say things. What did I tweet out earlier? Something I've often put often put in my uh, in my monologues. We live in a really upside-down world that George Orwell himself could not have imagined. Speech is violence. Violence is mostly peaceful. To peacefully march is insurrection and incitement. Gender changing is gender affirming. Keeping hands off a body is having clinicians operate in your body. Colorblindness is racism. Discrimination is anti-racism. Voter suppression means more voters voting. And build back better means higher gas prices for your car and food shortages for your babies and tampon shortages for women or, I guess, menstruating men. That's the world we live in. You can just say anything. That is if you're a Democrat. The Washington Post will put a database on you if you're a Republican. Biden alternates between claiming credit for everything good that happens in America and swearing to be an innocent bystander to an economy going off the rails, Bovard concludes. There are plenty of slanted fact-checking websites waiting to absolve progressive policies and Democratic politicians, but there is no cure for the grim numbers that Americans see every day at the gas pump. Perhaps Biden's only hope is that the fact-checkers can persuade people not to believe your lying eyes. Really incredible what they're allowed to get away with and what an independent media is allowing them to get away with. It's not because it's actually independent. It is because it is an arm of the Democratic Party. It's an incredible thing. Michael Schellenberger, who uh, ran as an independent for governor in California and didn't make it because of California's odd system. They just do a top two system. So the independent is rarely going to get second place. Usually it'll be a member of the main party. I wish he would just join our party and win. Just call it a day, Michael. Get over the fact that you don't want to be called a Republican. Become one and save your state. Because if he were a Republican by registration, he probably would have won. People don't vote for independents the way they vote for major parties. But it doesn't make him wrong on his analysis or on the merits of what he argues, he was talking about Joe Biden and the energy crisis. I would say Michael Schellenberger knows mostly about two things from the interviews I've heard him on and the things he's written. He knows about drug addiction, crime, and homelessness as one 
area of expertise, and he knows about energy policy. Not bad for this physician. Let me tell you what he says about energy policy when we come right back. And we will be right back. As we go to break, let me put in a word for Balance of Nature. Balanceofnature.com. They're fruits and veggies. I take them every single day during the week and on weekends. Sometimes I take a little more if I have an extra long workout because you can't overdose on fruits and veggies. And that's what you get with Balance of Nature, a blend of 16 whole fruits and 15 whole vegetables. Balanceofnature.com, third-party tested for any impurities, 100% natural, pure, potent plant power. Everything from garlic and cayenne to bananas, oranges, and mangoes, and a lot more. Balanceofnature.com, make sure to use discount code BALANCE. Remarkable, a unique investment opportunity. Check out Y-Refi. InvestYRefi.com is their website. What they're offering is a fixed no-load interest rate up to 10.25% for investors, all in a collateralized and secure portfolio. Y-Refi is a due diligence approved firm. It's run by great people. As I say, check them out yourself. Visit them at InvestYRefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, then R-E-F-Y. You can also call them at 855-316-3087, 855-316-3087. Local company, you can visit them. You won't get a uh, sales push at all. They'll just tell you what they're up to and what they're doing, and I think you'll be as impressed as I am. InvestYRefi.com. All right, I was telling you about Dr. Michael Schellenberger. He was spending a lot of his campaign, governor in California, on homelessness, drug addiction, and crime. He also knows a lot about energy, and he just recently wrote that while President Joe Biden appears to be doing everything in his power to lower energy prices, what he is doing isn't. Last month, Biden officials eased sanctions on Venezuela with an eye to increasing oil imports. that make you proud? Next month, Biden will travel to Saudi Arabia with the intention of improving relations and increasing oil production there. That make you proud? I, I remember when we were independent of those things. Trump, we were independent of those countries' oil. Something since at least 2000, everyone in the country wanted to be. Trump got it. Biden turned it back. And yesterday, Biden sent a strong letter, a strongly worded letter to Exxon and other oil companies urging them to increase production. His press secretary said it was their patriotic duty to increase production and reduce their profits. In that letter, Biden wrote, at a time of war, high refinery profit margins being passed directly onto American families are not acceptable. Companies must take immediate actions to increase the supply of gasoline, diesel, and other refined products. Close quote. None of the above actions, including the letter, will lower energy prices. Increasing oil production in Venezuela will take years and it won't be nearly enough to make up for the reduction of oil imports from elsewhere. Even Saudi Arabia and the UAE together could not produce enough oil to offset declining supply from Russia. And it's not clear how antagonizing American oil and gas companies will result in more production and lower prices for the refineries are already operating at 94% of their capacity. Exxon just invested $50 billion over the last five years to expand production by 50% and said the CEO of 
the large publicly traded energy company who asked to remain anonymous, quote, Biden's attack on the industry, attacks on the industry have created an uncertain environment that prevents investment, close quote. Why would you want to increase investment in an environment where the regulations are emptying down on you like a ton of bricks, along with letters of threat from an administration that is asking you to do them a favor? When you're already stretched at the seams. Last night, the Biden administration invited oil and gas executives to the White House for talks about how to lower the energy prices. On CNN, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm emphasized that the administration is not seeking to destroy oil and gas companies, but rather retool them. Quote, we are asking the oil and gas companies to diversify and become diversified energy companies. Just telling the companies that they're in the wrong business and they should get into another one. Is that going to encourage more investment into what they do and what they are being asked to do? When the Secretary of Energy is telling them you want them to stop doing what they do and do something else? All of these gestures actually pale in comparison to the overarching hostility the Biden administration has directed toward oil and gas companies since taking office. In March, it revoked a permit by a refinery on the U.S. Virgin Islands to expand production. Last month, the Biden administration canceled a massive one million acre oil and gas lease in Alaska. And earlier this week, Senator Ron Wyden proposed a large new tax on oil industry profits, which Biden officials say the president is looking at. Now he wants them to increase production. Companies don't work like this. Neither does our polity. Listener just wrote in, Mr. Leapson, just please call me Seth. Just listening to your commentary on Biden's speech, chock full of one-eighth truths. I like that. One-eighth truths. About what, 12.5% is that or so? I wish our president would set an example for our young people. But even in my occupation to preserve your reputation you check and recheck facts all the time if we make stuff up clients lose money clients lose business we lose business it's frustrating to watch this play out when they have so much control over not just our narratives but our lives yeah that's well put thank you Back to Schellenberger, a senior executive at a major U.S. bank that finances oil and gas exploration yesterday told me, quote, if you were an oil company, why would you invest hundreds of millions of dollars into expanding refinery capacity if you thought the federal government or investors would shut you down in the next three years? As Jennifer Granholm is saying, the narrative coming from the administration is absolutely insane. As a result, mainstream journalists are increasingly calling out Biden officials for the glaring contradiction. Are you telling me you want them drilling for more oil? CNN's John Berman asked Secretary Granholm. You want the refineries putting out more gasoline in five or ten years? She responded, what we're saying is today we need that supply increase. Today. The environment can wait today. She needs to get with John Kerry. Remember, he just said two days ago we can't let our eye off the ball with the energy crisis. Right. Who do you believe? John Kerry or Jennifer Granholm or Joe Biden? Cue the point where you say you guys need to walk outside, get your story straight, and come back in the room. She did go on to say, Granholm did, of course, in five or ten years, actually, in the immediate, we are also pressing on the accelerator, if you will, to move toward clean energy so we don't have to be under the thumb of petro-dictators or at the whim of the volatility of fossil fuels. 
Ultimately, Americans will be more secure when we can rely on our own clean domestic production through solar and through wind. Oh, my God. Sorry, I shouldn't have said it that way. OMG. OMG. Petro dictators? So we're going to Saudi Arabia and Venezuela, but we're not supposed to be supporting petro dictators? We want them to increase more energy production today, but we're telling them we're going to shut it down in the next three years? That's the problem for these companies, interrupted CNN's Berman. These companies are saying, you're asking me to do more now, invest more near now, when in fact in five years the demand won't be there and the administration doesn't want us to be here. The result of the Biden's the Biden administration's hostility toward the energy industry is skyrocketing inflation. I've given you the facts. It's not about Russia. It's not about Russia's invasion of Ukraine. It's about the very policies this administration has put forward. Boy, we're getting awfully close to whoever runs for president against whoever the Democrats put up for president in 2024 to letting them just run the 1980 campaign over again. Reagan did all the heavy lifting. Are you better off now than you were four years ago? Heck, I can ask it now. Are you better off now than you were two years ago? These uh, January 6th hearings are... Continuing along, I guess, I, they, they haven't been primetime aired. I asked the question earlier, what have we learned from the impeachment from the first round of hearings last year through the past week? What have we learned? Anything? Today, kind of interesting, the news coming out that um, the Democrats are touting how, uh, how perilously close Mike Pence, the vice president, came to meeting his maker as a result of the riots. The, the, the sympathy for Mike Pence from the Democrats today, quite interesting, as it was a week ago. You know, it's, it's, just, it's just hard for us to gin this. Mike Pence did not testify to that. Mike Pence has not said that. I've seen his chief of staff interviewed who was not called before the committee. He denied it. And it's just hard to have sympathy for someone that they have turned into the devil when it was convenient for Mike Pence to be the devil to them. It's really interesting to watch the Democrats shed tears over Mike Pence's peril. This is the same Mike Pence who had an office in the House of Representatives that Nancy Pelosi removed when she was speaker and he was vice president because she didn't like him. This is the same Mike Pence who was condemned as a homophobe, a sexist, a danger, as the New Yorker headlined a story about him. Worse than Donald Trump as a headline in the nation had him. The representative of the Handmaiden's Tale, the man booed and forced out of a play on Broadway when he went there with his family as an audience member to see Hamilton, that Mike Pence. You know, when he was in office, when we gave him and he had power. That's when they could tear him down. Now that he's out, no more threat. They're going to try and leverage him with crocodile tears. They are crocodile tears in the mythical sense just as they snap their teeth down on all of us. I'm Seth Leibson. We'll be right back. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.